This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, overseen by the elders of the Chipman Road Church of Christ in Lee Summit, Missouri. I've often wondered what life would be like if we lived when Christ walked the earth. Would we be a follower, a believer, or would we be one of those that thinks Jesus was just a quack, one of those guys who was just trying a, a gimmick, trying to get public attention? Maybe. Would we sit for days on the side of a mountain without eating, sitting on a stone, and just listening to him? I'd like to say that I would be a listener, but to be honest, I, I don't know. I can't imagine that it would be, have been easy to escape the miracles that were being done by Jesus and his apostles. I really don't like crowds, so maybe I would have stayed home and I don't know, cleaned house or made more bread or, or counted the produce to sell in the market. But I believe I probably would have been a skeptic, needed proof, not just taking someone's word for it. I appreciate that my God provided me with a way to see and hear him. I mean, what if he hadn't? Where would we be trying to figure it all out, word of mouth? Well, that's craziness, isn't it? I mean, I don't know about you, but even though I have a PhD in communication, I'm constantly reminded that I don't always get my point across correctly. So in his wisdom, he provided the word to guide us, to lead us, and to show us, for us to listen. And so recently I was listening, if you will, to, to something that I'd never heard before, a sound that, that, that actually hurt my heart. And I thought you might need to hear it too. I think we're all familiar with what we think of as the most emotional verse in the Bible and the shortest, John chapter 11, verse 35, it says, Jesus wept. Now the context of that verse is just after Lazarus had died. I've heard and read a lot of arguments discussing that emotion and why our Savior was brought to tears. And any number of them could be right. I mean, the point was our Savior in the flesh felt that emotion, that human emotion that we feel. And, and so the idea that our Savior wept is just so touching. And the fact that our God chose to include that fact, that emotion for us through the inspired writer is even more significant, I think. I mean, each and every time the Holy Spirit includes something like this, it's a glimpse into the heart of our God. But that's not the sound, and I mean symbolically, of course, the sound that I'm referring to. It's not the sound of Jesus weeping that really pulled at my heart this time. It, it was a different sound. This sound in this specific instance is only recorded in Mark chapter 8. Perhaps you're familiar with the events that led up to that chapter. Jesus is hounded by the Pharisees. He's preaching and teaching thousands of people at one time. He's healing the sick, making the lame whole, and basically he's He's spending all day doing miracles. If you aren't familiar with chapter 8, there's a lot going on. And, and although I think there could be an argument that the events in the previous chapter and through chapter 8 didn't all happen in one day, and that makes sense. But the fact that the Holy Spirit chose to list the events as he did in the order and in the way he did was no mistake. It was on purpose. And by the way, it is all on purpose. Needless to say, there was a lot going on. 
So in chapter 8 of Mark, as Jesus is confronted yet again by the Pharisees, immediately after he fed the 5,000. You see, the Pharisees were always giving Jesus tests. Earlier in chapter 7, they gathered around him to confront Jesus about hand washing before meals. That was a test. There always seemed to be a test. And this was no exception. And so, in verse 11, they came seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And it is this verse, this verse 12 of chapter 8, that has grabbed my heart and it, it just won't let go. The Holy Spirit said, but he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Assuredly, I say to you, no sign shall be given to this generation. Now, remember, you just fed 4,000 people with seven loaves and a few fish. Wouldn't that have been enough of a sign? Really? They needed more? He just finished healing countless people and had relieved the mentally tormented from demons and had asked for nothing in return. Was that not enough? What else was there? The Pharisees were keepers of their tradition and prided themselves of keeping it no matter what. Is there any sign that would have shook them off of their foundation that would have proven to them that Jesus was God? What sign would have taken for them to let go of their own ideas? I mean, if they gave them up, they gave up everything, popularity, their money, their jobs, maybe their families rejecting them. There was a lot. It was their life's work. Did they really need a sign? And Jesus sighed deeply in his spirit and said, No, you don't get one. I've read, reread, and meditated on that scripture until I feel like I can almost hear that sigh, hear that emotion and frustration in that sigh. And I'm reminded of it when I stubbornly say, I think, or I believe, I think I can almost hear it when I choose to interpret what he said to fit my own life choices or justify something that I want to do. Recall it when I'm not sure if my choice is in line with God's scripture and plan and just go with assuming it's fine. When I do something that I've always done just because I've always done it. And that sighs there when I assumed my choices are right because my parents said it was or or preacher sometimes somewhere said it was. Or just when I hear us say, well, God didn't say we couldn't or I've always done it and no one ever told me it was wrong. It's in those moments that I return in my mind and heart to that scripture and see us who have said those things, those of us who have taught others the same attitude. And I picture in my mind all of us gathering, waiting for Jesus, arguing, saying, give us a sign from heaven on what we're supposed to do. Even though he has given us his word, even though it's right in there for us to read. And that's when I wonder, if he is sighing, and it is for this, then I bow my knees today. We thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.